the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, we're going to go till noon talking about cars, car repair, car anything. Um, We're pretty capable of talking about tires, diesels, motorhomes, hot rods, old cars, new cars, that kind of stuff. 602-508-0960. Which one of the GMs is eating up camshafts? Which motor is that and which... uh, which uh, uh, four eight five three and six two. Okay, is there a year range? Are they all in the nineties? Uh, seven and a half, and we've done them as late as uh, eighteen, two thousand eighteen. Oh, seven and a half to two thousand eighteen. And the and the and the typical repair cost is mm. as little as and as much as. Uh, I would say as little as probably three thousand up to fifty five hundred, depending. Okay, and what happens is is the camshaft which has elliptical bumps on it and there's a roller cam or a a roller lifter lifter. and the reason we put a roller in there because the wheel was spin and we're supposed to minimize air there's a metallurgical problem where there's significant wear between the roller on the lifter and the camshaft lobe yeah, the way I understand it actually is is that the lifters, uh, the DOD lifters or the lifters that are used to achieve the displacement on demand which is the Go ahead and explain that. uh, Eight to four cylinder as you're driving, you know, at highway speeds, you go from eight to four cylinder for fuel economy, uh, quote unquote fuel economy. Um, The lifters that they use to do that are going bad and they're locking up or they're, or they're, uh, you know, not working correctly, which just beats the, beats the crap out of the cam. So it's a metallurgical issue. Uh Uh-huh. And if you change your own oil, you might see some specks of metal if you dump the oil filter into the, uh, into a bucket. And look at it, you might see some specks of oil. But most of the time, that's going to get caught by the filter. Right. But what's the standard symptoms? What do people say when they bring in their V8 Chevrolet well, GM? we can see uh, uh, misfire at idle, um, traction control light, um, stability track light, uh, brake light, usually all three of them together. Um, because the engine is misdiagnosing the misfire as some sort of a traction loss. It's oh. that bad. Okay, all right, so this is one of those things, because I was going to ask you that. What the heck does a bad camshaft and lifter have to do with Stabilitrack? Yes. Or what was the other two couple of St- uh, Stabilitrack, traction control, traction and brake. And brake. So traction control is is we're going to make sure that you're not going to spin the tires abnormally. We're going to apply the brakes and try to get, get, get Stabilitrack is going to make sure that when you make an evasive movement that we can actually control that. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with braking as well to yep. some extent. And what was the third? Oh, DOD, which uh, is... No, brake. Dis- oh, brake. brake. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to end up with a brake system problem, and it doesn't understand what's going on. Right. Dis- d- 
with DOD. Displacement on demand. All right, that's just where the computer will decide, I don't need eight cylinders. She's just driving down Indian School at 45 miles an hour, and her foot's pretty steady, and so I'm going to drop down to six cylinders, and I'm going to kill four cylinders. I'm not going to deliver spark or fuel, usually fuel. And then that way she has a four-cylinder car cause, or an engine because that's all she needs right now. Right. So It's though, terrible, by the way. What's that? It's just a terrible design. It's it's we've had nothing but we well I shouldn't say we've had we've seen nothing but issues with those everything from oil consumption. As a matter of fact, we have a little dongle that we plug in that uh, shuts them off, and it, and the vehicle actually gets better uh, better fuel economy. We found in our stuff better fuel economy with that stuff in less. I mean, I have we've cleared up multiple people's uh, engine oil consumption just by shutting it off. Okay, now let's explain dongle. Okay, the dongle. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I got this. <laughs> Underneath the dash, there is a connector with a whole bunch of wires. Mm-hmm. And it can be called serial stream data. It can be called OBD2. OBD2. Yeah, assembly line data link. So when you plug something in to this this assembly line data link, which is two rows of connectors. That are 26 pin or 26 something? 26 pins. Something like that. You can plug something in that will lie to the computer. It'll change something in the way that vehicle drives, starts, runs. Mm-hmm. And what this dongle does is is it takes away the computer's ability to go into displacement, to change the displacement, and make your V8 a four-cylinder or a six-cylinder. Mm-hmm. It keeps it as an eight-cylinder. Yes. So Alan's saying on the ones that we've done some testing or we've done for a customer, mm-hmm. then the customer says, I get better fuel economy without the computer taking control of my engine and giving me four cylinder and giving me a six cylinder and an eight cylinder when it makes the decision rather than I make the decision. Right. Now there's likely to be some emissions problems with that, but nobody knows, but the the that fix is just simply better than the emissions caused by that motor when it goes into uh to hell. Well I don't know how there'd be emissions because well they don't roll them anymore so it would just plug in, but um, yeah yeah I don't know how that works. Uh, well, you're messing with emissions. You're messing. You're yeah. removing the the computer's ability to take four cylinders away, take two cylinders away. But what we're doing it for is is we're trying to make the, save the engine save from the, yeah from major repairs. So anyway, that's just one of the many things we deal with. Those kinds of things on a variety of cars two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. And it and there isn't any car out there that's really immune from this kind of problem. 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or car problem, 602-508-0960. And when you have a problem like that, there's really three answers. Number one, we don't know what it is and neither does anybody else. Number two, if it's intermittent, we need to wait till it gets a little worse before it's easy to find. Because if it doesn't happen in our bay and it doesn't happen when we drive it, we can't tell you what's wrong. And the third thing is, is we look at it, we listen to it, we drive it, and we go, we know what this is. But normally in Alan's case, he'll bill you 10 hours in diagnostic, but he really took a 30-second trip around the block. Isn't that right? 30-second trip around the block and a four-hour nap. (laughs) Yeah, typically. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, 602-508-0960. But, you know, even the cars you and I drive and have in the past, we've not picked good ones. But people don't know it's a bad one. You, you don't typically know. don't know for a couple of years to get a bunch of them out there with a bunch of miles on them. Okay. All right, Gil, who we got? We have Mike. Mike, good morning. How can we help you? 
How you doing, guys? Pretty good. good. Yeah, hey, I I called you about a month ago on my uh, Ford F two fifty ninety nine seven three diesel with the power power steering issue. You you kind of told me how to isolate what the problem was using a garden hose, and that was real good advice. But this pump we changed out, and now it just seems to be very loud, it's like whines when I turn it right and left. The pump seems to whine. Okay, making and the, the whining fluid's good. Noise. Right. Fluid's up. Okay. Yeah, first thing we checked. Okay. Um, I I need you to look at it in the morning with a flashlight, and I don't want it to be foamy. And then I want you to look oh. at it when it is acting up and tell me if the fluid is foamy. And here's why. Well. Go okay. ahead. Well, my son actually was idling, took the cap off, looked in it, and it was foaming at that time, just sitting in idle. Okay. There was little bubbles, he said. All right. See, the the pump has a pressure out and low pressure in. So it's got real high pressure going out to the steering box, but then it's converted to low pressure. It's The energy is used, and it comes back as low pressure. If we suck air anywhere in that system, then we're going to foam the wow. fluid because as the fluid runs through the hoses, we're introducing air that we shouldn't already have. So, Does that make the noise, whining noise then? Yes. That make yes. that noise? Okay. Now, that could have been the reason why you had a belt problem at the beginning is it had foam, but it could also be because the pump is bad, and and that's mm. the reason why it ate the belt. And when you put a new belt on it, now all of a sudden we've got the same problem, but it's magnified. So I, okay. I, I think if you find out that it's foam in it, 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 have you ever done this before, looked at it? I don't think... I think I personally have looked at a couple of these power steering issues, and it's that seems to be the common denominator is foamy fluid. Well, I'm unclear real quick. Did you replace the pump? Yes, the pump is replaced. They're remanufactured. Pump. I think you got a bad pump. About a month ago. Okay. Oh, let me ask you another question. There's no leaking, right? No leaks. Okay, it's got to be a bad pump. Got to be right. a bad pump. And here's what th- we're both thinking. I don't know what he's thinking, but I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. You don't want to know what I'm thinking. Okay, and that's fine. <laughs> it, but it's about me. It's not about you, Mike. It's not about you. The the, the uh, issue okay. is is if we're sucking air, that converts to a leak when you shut it off because we're sucking oh, air in, okay. but then after you park it, then we have fluid coming out. And I should have asked you that at the very beginning. Is there Would anything it be on, on the, the driveway? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's dry. Okay. Um I, I and and then when you put the new pump on or the next pump on, um, I want you to leave the return line. You have to put a rubber cap on the bottom of the of the uh, power steering pump where the the line comes in. Put a cap on, on there. On the low level, on the low level, on the uh, low uh, side. Yes. 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 And so okay. you're gonna. This takes two people, and you're gonna you're gonna start it up with a funnel in it, and you've got the low side capped. And on the high side, we're gonna knock it, we're gonna take that off and just kind of hold it. So we're gonna be pouring fluid into the reservoir, and the high side is gonna be aimed at a five-gallon bucket, and we're flushing the system. Yeah. And you're gonna be turning the steering wheel left and right, holding the idle up slightly. So we're okay. not going to run. We're gonna run clean fluid from the brand new uh, power steering pump out the high-pressure hose into a five-gallon bucket, so we're not going to run it through the steering box 
and we're going to just see. flush out the steering box using the new pump. But we don't want to complete how, how the circle because we. How much fluid to use? I would say two pints, yeah. probably a quart. I, I'd go more oh, than that. Well, okay, so two quarts. Yeah. Once you start getting it, then let's go ahead and flush mm-hmm. it good. Yep. Okay. So, and then obviously and not pour, reuse that. Obviously, don't reuse. That yes, I was just going to say, or, don't dispose of that properly and then fill it up with clean fluid. Okay. And then button it all back up and then fill it up. Yep. Yeah. And and here's something else before we even do that. I want you to turn the steering wheel all the way to the lock position on the right, and I want you to rev the motor and and rev it good. And then I want you to turn it all the way to the left and do that. Hold it. That's called the lock position. And rev, 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 rev. And then let it sit for a while and look down the ground because that's putting the power steering system in the highest pressure it can it can it can manage. Yeah. And, and that's, that's going to check the most noise, Mark. When I lock it, both okay, sides. it just goes crazy. That's because it's foaming the fluid. But also, when we go to lock position, yeah, I'm going to find a leak in that high pressure line. That's what I'm looking for. You said there's nothing on the ground, but I'm now going to force no. the pump into real high pressure. Now look for a leak on okay. the ground. Okay. All right. All right. A little little point. We did change out the high pressure line too. It's brand new. Okay. okay, that that's good, but we still yeah. got, if yeah. the old pump came apart and ended up locking up the pulley and, and causing the belt to, 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 to do whatever it did, then there's right. metal in the steering box. Now, another thing you could do is, is how would we just go to the, to the high-pressure inlet on the pump or on the steering box and just flush it out the low side? I don't know that we could develop any kind of pressure doing that. Mm. We need the pump in the system. So, yeah, the, you, if you leave, if you don't put a, a rubber nipple on the back of the power steering pump, as you add fluid to it, it's just going to leak out the back. That's the reason why I'm going to have right. you put a plug on the low pressure side. Okay? I, I Yeah, I understand. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate All right. it. All right, man. 602 The lines are wide open. you got a 100% chance to get us. We'll be back. Hello. I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434. Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. As the will of the students goes, 
so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of a new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, a film about Corrie Ten Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II and about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code PHOENIX. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com. 20% off with promo code PHOENIX. They just told us right away that we're going to house you, we're going to feed you, and every single one of his medical bills is just all taken care of. They've saved my family from financial ruin. It allowed me and my wife both to focus on the most important thing, which was the health and well-being of our son. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. And that's what makes St. Jude so magical. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Doctors send us the toughest cases to be treated at St. Jude, and our patients come from all over the world. When we come here, they told me, don't worry, everything's been taken care of. We could never repay St. Jude for what they've given us. Because of you. Gracias a ti. Because, because of, of you. you. There is St. Jude. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Alan Salem. He works in our company and handles the diesel and the hot rods and the performance and all that kind of stuff. And we got next to me is Mark Salem, which is Alan's son. And um, he is being taught what not to do and what not to say. We're going to go to the phones right off the bat. Dan, you're up first. How can I help you? Yeah, Mark, I want to know the protocol on emissions. A friend of mine took his car in for the first time to get emissions after five years, and it, it didn't pass because insufficient data. What They didn't they couldn't get any information out, and I said, well, you got to drive the hell out of it before you take it in there. Okay, you're it, confusing between monitor reset how long and it no sit data. Around? If the car sits around, how long does it take to reset? No, 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 no. If... if the monitors monitor the performance of the engine and the tailpipe. If the monitor, if here's the deal. In the old days, we used to disconnect the battery. We'd reconnect the battery, and your car would pass emissions. They fixed that now. Where they ain't going to let you do that. So we have in the background, we got these little guys that are looking at everything. And if they don't say, oh, what used to be is now fixed. Now the monitors reset. But when you're talking about no data, then that means the ALDL connection, the assembly line d uh, data connection, on the left side of the dash is not talking. So when we plug into the left side of the dash, we're not getting information. So you need to go get that fixed. And typically that's a bad connection or a fuse or something like that. It's usually the cigarette fuse. And, uh, yeah, monitors, the way I explain it to people is, is it keeps people from, you know, you're in line, you got to check engine light on, and then all of a sudden you're the next car in line, you clear the check engine light, you pull up and you pass. Well, as soon as you clear that check engine light, it re-clears the monitors, you need another 50 miles, and that's what keeps you from, from cheating uh, the thing. But and, and you're right about that. What happens is it has to see the problem come and go, come and yep. go, come and go. Let's pretend 10 times. Well, if it only goes to 8 and you go in through emissions, you're not going to pass. But we've got two problems here. Number one, whether we've got no data right. or whether the monitors haven't been I reset. I think this one is a no data. You're but right. if it's no data, it's, an, it, it's, it's okay. Um, your paperwork will show your repair shop what the heck is wrong, and they'll be, it, it, all of us know what to do. 
And that could cost you, if the monitors haven't been reset, you just need to drive it some more. He needs well, to drive it. That's what he had to do, and that's what the, he took it to the dealer. I said, what's under warranty? Take it back to them. And they just drove it around, and they thought it was a low battery of the cat, but they drove it around. He put 80 miles on the night before after he flunked. And then they took it 50 more, and then it passed no problem. Yeah, okay. that's what it is. And, and here's the, when you drive it and get the monitors reset, I'm exaggerating here. It says, start it in the morning, drive six miles, no higher than 30 miles an hour. I'm being facetious here. Honk the horn, drink two cups of, of coffee, and then go 65 miles an hour for exactly seven and a half minutes. And this whole process, it takes two guys to go drive it and do it. One tells the other guy what to do, and if it says do 45 miles an hour for four minutes and he happens to be on Indian school and hits a traffic light, you got to start over. So if I it's a monitor reset, <laughs> well, if it's a monitor reset, then, then you just described what the dealer did, and I give them ab- applause. They did exactly that, plus he passed. So this won't be anything that comes up again unless somebody decides to be stupid and disconnect the battery within a day or a week or even a month of an emissions test. i got to move on, Dad, but thank you. That was a great question. Clay, Clay, you're up next. Hey, good morning, sir. I have a uh, 97 S10. Had the brake going down to the floor, so told me master cylinder, of course. I went ahead and put a new one on, but knowing better than I than most people do, I didn't bench bleed at first. So I still had the squishy pedal, so this morning I went ahead and yanked it off, bench bled it. And went ahead and bled all the brakes again, but I still got a pedal going to the floor. Any ideas? Well, you, there is a procedure you have to follow, and you okay. can't just hang on the rear brakes for a week and then go to the front brakes for a week because you have a proportioning valve in there. And I want you to picture this proportioning valve as a square box, okay? And inside, okay. it's got this slider, this device that slides left and right. So when you bleed the brakes on the rear then you lose pressure and, and it's shoved to the front brakes. So we have to dance between front brakes and rear brakes. So when okay. you do the fluid, you have to dance that way. And so put the master cylinder back on, get somebody uh-huh. in the car, and you do right rear, then do left front, and then left rear, and then do right front. And what we're doing is is we're centering that pin inside the proportioning valve. Now, sometimes you've got to bring it into a shop, and we're going to have three guys working. We're going to have one uh-huh. in the car, we're going to have one down bleeding, and the other guy's going to be tapping the proportioning valve with the hammer. It's a very sophisticated way. Okay, because I, I did passenger rear, then driver's rear, then passenger front, driver front, but... did um, Let me ask you a question. Did you gravity bleed them first? Because that's one thing that we typically do. We'll open up all the stuff after we put them on, turn a bottle upside down, and let it set for an hour uh, with all the things open just to, uh, just all to the gravity bleeders. bleed them. Yeah. And so no, I've never you, even heard of that before. Oh, yeah. That's just a gravity bleed. Try that. Um, the other thing, too, is I don't know if 87 is too early, but a lot of these now you have to – I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Uh, a lot of these now you you have to activate the, the ABS in order to complete the – You're right. Complete the uh, the bleed procedure Process. too. And what he's talking about is is we're going to plug our scanners on, and and it's going to, and, and the scanner is going to say, okay, open and close the door three times, wave a duck around your head and quack. It, I'm being crazy, but there's different sure. things you have to do to make things happen. I like Alan's idea the best. Just take the lid off, and now it's a split lid. Are you going to use the front brakes, which is the bigger reservoir, or the back brakes? Or which one are you going to do first? Well, well I think. 
they've got the little slot in the plastic in between them, so they actually are joined somewhat. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. So then that's it. You just turn a big quart bottle upside down, open up the bleeders about a turn or a turn and a half, and uh, go get a. Wait till they all wait till they all start um, uh, actually dripping where there's no air, and then um, and then do them all up, and then do one at a time where you have you know I, I do this for the guys all the time. Uh, hey, you got a second? Okay, so I'll sit in the driver's seat, and they'll go. Okay, pump it. I'll pump it three times and hold it, and then they'll open up the left rear. And then they'll do that three times, and they'll go to the right front. Same thing. Um, so we're always doing that for each other. But yeah, and you can't pump it too much because right. you'll foam the fluid. Right. And when you foam the fluid, now we got air in the fluid. So right. and it's just do an X pattern. Just do an, just drain and bleed them for, or just let's gravity, gravity bleed, bleed them, and then let's do an X pattern and see what happens. Okay. All right. Awesome. Good luck to you, Clay. Good luck. Thanks. He's got a Chevrolet, so this isn't that hard. Yeah. We're afforded it'd be two great. minutes to tell. Okay. Right, so I know, David. Can you, let's talk real quick, and I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to come back to you. But just kind of give me the 2,000-foot uh, uh, view real quick. Okay. Again, LS motor, and I want to swap the radiator to an LS dial, the, the cross flow instead of the down flow, and with the both fittings on the same side. Okay. Why do you want to do that? Because I pull the trailer, and right now in the summertime, it doesn't like it. Because I'd get about ten miles and start speeding up. Where's your gauge at when it doesn't like it? At two thirty. Okay, I I wouldn't be worried about that. What's the year and make of the vehicle? It's a '79 Jeep truck, but it has an LS3 in it. Oh, '79 Jeep truck LS3. I got you. Here's what I'm thinking, um, real quick, because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to you. First of all, vertical flow and cross flow are gonna give you the same performance. We got water coming out of the upper hose and a vertical flow. We're going to go into the top tank. We're going to gravity feed all the way down the bottom, and the lower hose is the suck part of the coolant. So we're going to pressure in and suck out. Well, with a cross flow, we're going to have two tanks on either end. So when we fill it up, then we're coming in on one tank. So it then crosses over the front. And then it's sucked back into the engine, and hopefully we're going to lose about 20 degrees as we do that, 10 to 20 degrees. I'm not real worried about your 230. Um, a lot of cars today are running 230 and 240, and we know that that's a benefit. And I'll explain that on the other side of the break. But I'm not really worried about it. I think you're going to be in the same boat. I'm pretty sure you're going to be in the same boat. Um, and we'll talk about more that more. And also, Randy, you stay right there because we'll be back in about three minutes, maybe no more. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. 
Selfie Dad, a funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. When confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code PHOENIX to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com promo code PHOENIX. Are you the type who's got little time for talk but still wants to be plugged in? Wants the nickel tour by someone in the know? Wants the bottom line at the top of the page and at the top of the hour? I'm Terry Gilberg. Each day I write and deliver Terry's take on the topics, a digestible version of the issues of the day. Every morning at 7.04 a.m., every evening at 6.04 p.m. Get a fresh take every day on air, past takes every day online. 7.04 a.m., 6.04 p.m., and more than 500 takes at 960 The Patriot. Terry's take is sponsored by Modern Round, Upscale Lounge, and Eatery. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late, we stay informed, we invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. All about that demon. Welcome back, everybody. You have no idea what goes on behind the scenes. Alan and I are arguing and talking and brainstorming Randy's or David's problem. Um, Alan, take it first. On your on your Jeep, is it oversized wheels and tires, or are you just factory? No, 35. Okay. So I'm going to tell you this. Um, I do a lot, of, uh, a lot of aftermarket, a lot of custom stuff, a lot of big heavy tow stuff, a lot of diesel stuff. Um, I've never fixed an issue by reengineering a cooling system. Um, what I have fixed a ton of, is- a ton of overheat issues with is, is new gears. Um, you know, that truck probably came with 30 wands or 30-inch tires on it. You go to a 35, and you're dropping your gear ratio from a 373 to, what, a 311, 313, 318, something like that. And the thing can, you know, it, it, it's, it's running at 1,500 RPMs when it should be running at 2,200. Uh, and that creates a tremendous amount of heat. 
So that's just something to think about. I don't know if you've regeared it, but I have fixed more more issues than I can even uh, count by, by doing stuff like that. And, and and to give you an example, it's it's you're riding around in fifth gear when you really should be in third gear, and 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 it's because you've got those tall gears. You, you've moved it from a three seventy three to a three eleven, and it's just it's it's having a tough time. Now let me talk about your two thirty. You're going to get all your buddies that are going to say, "Oh, Mark doesn't know what he's talking about." Oh, I, I've, I've been around. Your 230 number is no big deal. And, and, and everybody goes, well, I got a 180 or I got a 195 thermostat, and I don't care. I don't care. The, the issue is this. We used to run these cars at 180, and they didn't last 100,000 miles, and here's why. is water boils at 212. So if we don't get the engine oil temperature up north of 212, then we can't turn the water in the oil to a vapor, and then the PCV valve sucks it out of the motor and sends it out the tailpipe. So every motor we did in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, until we went to 195 in the late 90s, early 2000, then every motor suffered. 100,000 miles, that was it. All of a sudden, we realized that's why when we take these motors apart, it's like chocolate ice cream everywhere. There is mud sludge. throughout the sludge and mud throughout the engine. Whoa. All of a sudden, we put a 195, we start running 220 and north of 220. Oh, well, we take them apart at 300,000 miles, and you don't find an iota of sludge. So we want the motor to run north of 220. Your, your overheat is 240, 250, 260. That's a 260, yeah. And so it, it, it's, it's just really a matter of I think you want to redesign it. I don't think you're going to make any progress if you've got big tires on it. And I, think, I don't think redesigning it from a vertical flow to a horizontal flow is going to do anything. I don't think putting three fans on it is going to do anything. I don't think taking the grill off of it is going to do anything. I think you need to either deal with the gears or just accept the fact that you're going to run 230 and that's okay. I can tell you my diesel will run 230 when I'm hauling four horses from um, from Phoenix to Payson. Um, I know I'm running 240, and I don't care. But the red zone in almost every car is 250, 260. Agreed? Yep. yep. Okay. So those are the kinds of considerations I have. And it's not uncommon for me. I'm a gray-haired guy, so I'm not beating them up. But it's not uncommon for a gray-haired guy to bring some altered vehicle in, and he wants it to run at 180. And it's just not going to happen. And that's not what's in his best interest anyway. We still need to get the water out of the oil. We don't have sludge. The sludge plugs up the screen. The oil pump dies, takes the crank and the cam with it, and all of a sudden you need a motor. So got to run, David, but good luck to you. Good luck to you. And if you want to continue the conversation, mark at MarkSalem.com, mark at MarkSalem.com. Randy, how can I help you? Hey, guys. Got a Ford 7.3 diesel. So you guys were talking about that power strain pump. I sure hope he was putting ATF in that thing. I would think. I didn't hear. I I don't know, but that could be a problem. So I got a problem. uh, Did brakes. I got 280,000 on this. Did brakes all the way around. Uh, Took it for a drive. It's been about 5,000 miles since the brake job. And every once in a while, it'll pull hard light. And then I'll stomp on the brake really hard, and it'll go away. Is that my left caliper sticking? Yeah. It's pulling right? Yep. No, it's a right caliper sticking. Right caliper. So Uh, it's... It's going to pull. The the caliper's sticking, so it's going to apply the brakes. Sounds like, yeah. It's going to apply the brakes on the right side a little longer than the left side. It's going to cause a right pull. Okay. And, and, And let me tell you how to check that, Okay. First of all, if the caliper's bad, the inner pad's going to wear a whole bunch more than the outer pad. 
So if you want, pull right. wheels off and look at the pads. If you've got the right side, the inner pads worn different than the left side, and you, you can see the obvious difference, then you know your caliper. Because the outside pad excessive wear is the hardware kit. We need that hardware kit to slide that, that caliper in and out without the pads in it, in and out, just with one finger. So that's the hardware yep, kit. Yep, and I made sure the pins were greased on it. Okay, too, so. perfect. Yeah, the slide. Make sure slides are greased, pins are greased, all that stuff. And you're the you might be the only one in the last six months that that knows what that means. Yes, and, that's and so true. congratulations yeah. because you know that. But uh, we're pretty sure that the calipers. Now, well, obviously, if you're going to do one, you need to do both. Yeah, I listen to you guys talk about your Dodges all the time. I got a 7.3 with stage 2 injectors and a beefed-up granny. I think I can run this. Wait a minute. Oh, Wait no. a minute. It's oh, no. not fair. It's not. Oh, hold no, on, no, hold no. on, hold on. <laughs> it's not fair it, because we love the 7.3. Yeah, we do. We it's do. a monster motor, and we tell people all the time, both on the radio and in person, mm-hmm. you can sell that for what you... What you probably paid for it. We have seven three dealers. No, that's se- not true, Mark. I have to disagree with you there. Okay, well, you, you talk. That, I can give you the you names of two people. Be- but you made that statement before. I bought. I can that give you the name of the seven three. Are you that's talking about the seven? Three, I for, yes, I bought that for thirty-seven thousand dollars. I cannot get thirty-seven thousand dollars for that. No, truck. no. Listen, listen, listen. Fifteen. <laughs> Oh no, no! You can get more than I think you can get more than fifteen, depending on depending on maybe stuff. fifteen to twenty. We're not going to argue about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop, I, I, stop, stop, stop. I yeah. I, I got okay. two ex cops that, that sold them for virtually what they paid for them. But it's, we're not going to argue with that. With it, the fact of the matter, you got a caliper problem. You can sell your seven point three all you want. I've got customers that have business cards galore of people that have left the uh, the. I'd like mm-hmm. to buy your seven three. Everybody knows that's the best motor the Ford ever made. So oh, but, it's, and it's easy to work on. Yeah, yeah, Two. yeah. But anyway, you know, it, let, we'll go back to the brakes, and we're not going to argue about whether you can get thirty-seven thousand out of it. Because if you got leather seats and fancy everything else, then maybe you can't. But if it's a cowboy wagon and it's got it's got vinyl seats, yeah, in I mean it. it depends on a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of variables. Yeah. But anyway, thanks very much, Randy. Thank Have you very day. much. Six six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. There's a strictly diesel service and repair works on a lot of seven threes, but he doesn't do major work. He'll tell you. Nate says the seven three is just kind of a maintenance motor. Mm-hmm. We don't do a lot of big. We don't do turbos. We don't do oil leaks. We don't do a lot of down tubes and all that other kind of stuff. But strictly diesels up on I seventeen at Pinnacle Peak Road, and and Nate is a friend of ours. We work on diesels, and so does he. We off, oftentimes call one another if we're having a problem, and hope the other one can give us guidance. But he also has a website, strictlydieselserviceandrepair.com, where he sells parts 24 hours a day. And he has parts. What he had a dipstick repair on the 7.3 mm-hmm. that he designed himself. Mm-hmm. So everybody that's got a 7.3 and they have a dipstick problem, the, everybody's trying to fix that. But Nate has a fix for that that they designed and built and manufactured themselves. So this guy wasn't born yesterday. And besides that, when you meet him, he's the kind of guy that you hope your daughter brings home. He's tall. He's really, really tall, and he has hands like tennis rackets. So the last thing I want to do is make Nate mad where he slaps me upside the head with one of his tennis rackets. Anyway, 602 We're going to be back in just a minute. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. 
This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF Alliance Defending Freedom. President Trump's magnificent Independence Day speech at Mount Rushmore was maligned by elite media. President Trump never mentioned any dead Confederates. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 7 p.m. on KKNT 960 The Patriot. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, speaking, or or understanding understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. A message from DAV to all returning veterans. Thank you. Thank you for doing your duty. Thank you for doing our bidding. Thank you for laying it all on the line. Thank you for stepping up and not backing down. Thank you for putting your future on hold to put our enemies on notice. Thank you for putting your buddies' lives ahead of your own. Thank you for putting yourself in harm's way. Thank you for defending our freedom, for displaying your honor, for being a hero, even though you don't want to be called one. For all this and more, DAV thanks you. And we're here to help you. Expert DAV advisors will make sure you get the health, disability, and financial benefits you were promised and earned. If you're a veteran, visit DAV.org for free help. And again, thank you. Every day, we go about our lives driven by routine, our vision clouded by the very normalcy we take for granted. Countless victims of human trafficking walk among us, invisible. It's time to open our eyes. The Blue Campaign provides a unified voice for those who combat human trafficking, whether it's forced labor, domestic servitude, or the sex trade. Learn what you can do to help by visiting dhs.gov slash blue campaign. Patriot app tip number five. Listening to 960 on the Patriot app, but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today. Well, welcome back, everybody. Let me get all the computers working here. And, uh, and, and, and like I said before, we talk behind the scenes, Alan and I. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me turn you on. Let me turn you on. No, and we're not going to. I am. I'm touching this one. Um, he, all of us guys that have testosterone, and Alan and I included. I'm going to include us there. Everybody does stuff to their diesels or their hot rod trucks. And hopefully they're going to make themselves better than everybody else. That's been going on since I was a kid. 
Okay, so you you take your 327 engine and you're going to take the two barrel off and the four barrel on, and that's a big deal. So when when you hear somebody that says, you know, I've got stage two this and I've got a new turbo, inside what we're thinking is is that just brought you up within 50 horsepower of some other Ford or some other Dodge or something like that because there's such a difference in in sophistication of power and performance from one year to the other on many, many cars and trucks. So I was thinking, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it takes his 7.3 up, but just under my 6.7 Dodge that um, has more horsepower than he has, even after he does the turbo and the uh, stage two. Yeah. First thought I thought was, that's cute. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> and that's that's the way guys think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guys come in all the time and tell us that I have 1,200 horsepower yeah. on yeah. their Ford because they put some fancy uh, oil in it. Yeah, no, we, we, it. What's that noise? What happened? I don't know. Uh, in all fairness, though. Oh, we lost the station. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't hear. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, In all ahead. fairness, though, we love the seven three. I mean, it's a great motor. And, it really is. And we've said that from day one. Let's go to Laszlo. Laszlo, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Mike? Yes. Uh, and uh, your partner. I have uh, two vehicles. Uh, I'm kind of old guy and uh, retired. I have a F one fifty six cylinder engine uh, pickup truck. Okay. And uh, what having problems with the air conditioning is running perfect, but the, the bottom by the foot uh, seems like the flip valve is kind of stuck. And I don't know how to uh, correct the problem. Somebody has recommended to me to take off the vacuum uh, hose that is uh, controls the valve uh, to open and close. And uh, uh, the vacuum is perfect. I put it back in, and it's still the same symptom. Okay, what year is your Ford? Is is uh, nineteen ninety seven? Okay, S six cylinder engine. Okay, and, and it's stuck on the feet. Yeah, on the seat under under the by the foot, you know that. Yeah, yeah, it's stuck uh, on the foot on the lower. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I yeah. what I hear you saying is is you got cold air coming, and the air conditioning is working fine, but it's coming out of the floor. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, that's a piece of cake. Yeah. That's a piece of cake. Go find some gray-haired guy, and what he's going to do is we got a vacuum line underneath the, the hood that is supposed yeah. to come through the firewall, and it's broken. It's plastic. The connections come loose. We don't have vacuum that's feeding it. This is a repair, if I'm right, this is a repair that's less than 50 bucks. But yeah, you're finding gonna, it's going to take longer than. That's exactly right. Finding it, exactly. Finding it's going to take longer than fixing it. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest that you go have some find somebody who knows the old Ford trucks and just tell them what you've told us. I got good cold air conditioning, but it's coming out of the floor and it won't come out of the center vents. We've lost the vacuum supply to the controls. Now you had a second question. Yes, the second question is I have a 2006 Volvo uh, S80. And uh, I don't know if it's uh, a usual thing that having uh, we don't have cold enough air in the in the vehicle. It's been serviced uh, back in uh, Santa Barbara, California. Uh, so I supposed to have enough uh, 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 charge in the air conditioning system, but it doesn't cool enough. Okay. And my wife is all complaining, you know, right, <laughs> right here in uh, Arizona, has 115 degrees, 
Yeah. Uh, you have to have good air conditioning to okay. go somewhere. All right, Laszlo, let me, let me tell you what I think. In the old days, we never had a dipstick for the air conditioning Freon, so everybody flew by the seat of their pants. Everybody had a different way to get a car to be cooled. But today is just completely different. We can, and this is what we do. We look at the car and we determine that it takes 30 ounces of refrigerant. We don't even care what it's got in it. We're going to suck all your Freon out. We're going to clean it and filter it. And we're going to find out it has 26 ounces and you need 30. We're going to give you back the 26 and we're going to add four. Now, the success rate on that is virtually 99%, and that's the first time we've ever had a dipstick for the air conditioning system. A hypothetical dipstick. A hypothetical dipstick. So we know you're low, we know you're... But here's the best part. While it might cost you $150, we're putting your Freon back in it. So we're not going to charge you for that Freon. We've cleaned it up, and we're going to charge you for the service, but we're giving you 26 ounces back. A lot of the other things we're seeing now, too, is, is uh, and this is terrible, don't ever do it, but uh, a lot of overcharge conditions because people are going to, you know, Home Depot or, or some oh. of the parts stores and getting those cans and just, you know, f- go until the, the, the yellow arrow gets in the green, uh, you know, thing. That is just, that's terrible. Don't that, ever do that. That is the dumbest thing in the world that you can do is go in there and grab a can of refrigerant and it's got stop leak in it because at that point we find stop leak in your air conditioning system, you're on your way. We're not going to touch that. That stop leak will destroy our piece of equipment. So, there, uh-huh. and like Alan said, everybody's got more refrigerant. About, about a third of the cars that come in for air conditioning service have more refrigerant than they should have. Yes. So oh, those are the things, yeah, Laszlo. I, I, what part of town do you live in? I live in Litchfield Park. Okay. Litchfield. I would call a couple of shops and say to them, do you have the ability to suck out my Freon, clean it, measure it, give me my Freon back, and then top me off? We had a guy not so long ago in a Volvo, if I'm not mistaken, and he came in, and I, I tell people, we're, we're, we're going to guarantee this because it works every time. So he, we did it, and he says, I'm going to Tucson. He says, I don't want to pay you until I know that it's okay, and I'll pay you on my way back from Tucson. We said, fine. We're going to lose, what, $125, $150? He calls 10 minutes later, and he says, let me give you my credit card. Yeah. And that's what he said. Sure. So he knew that the difference was immense just right then. So, anyway, Laszlo, i got to move on, but thank you for your call. Those were two good questions. Jim, you're up. Hi, thanks, Mark. Um, I'll make this as quick as possible. My oldest son in Wisconsin just bought a 20 Santa Fe, and we were talking, and I told him, uh, son, this is your dad talking. Would you please read the manual from front to back, and don't skim, (laughs) but read it. You know, read it. And then just as we were about to hang up, he made a statement. He said that his Santa Fe came without a spare tire. And I haven't bought a new car in 20 years, and I was kind of befuddled by that. Yeah. Do they come without a spare tire now? Some of them do. Some of them do. Really? Um, yeah, I would say maybe 5 to 10%. Um, again, everything now is fuel economy, weight. Uh, they want to save uh, save all kinds of stuff. I know like the Pontiac Solstice and the, and the Saturn Sky. I know those come with a uh, bag. It's got a compressor, a uh, bottle of stop leak, and a and a uh, and that's it. So you use uh, you use a, they want you to use a stop leak, then they want you to uh, do the compressor. And done. 
uh, Corvettes. They don't come with a spare. There's a lot of cars that don't come with a spare. And they have run flats, too. There's and, a lot of them have tires yes. that are $500 a piece, but they're run flats. So if you lose the air and you puncture the tire. But the stop leak's not going to help it if you kissed a curb on your way home from the bar. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's not going to. And, and then I'm going to turn this around on you, and I know that you're going to take this as a joke. But it in the new cars, we're fighting for fuel economy to a tenth of a, of of 1%. So we're really looking for fuel economy. If they had their way on fuel economy, they'd weigh everybody <laughs> before they sold them a car. So if there's a, a slim trim wife that has a very um, husky husband, <laughs> then they, they may say to the wife, you're going to get 29 with you in it, and you're only going to get 26 with him in it. Yeah. So it's really kind of touchy about that, but, um, you know, he, he's, he's either got run flats or he's got something in the trunk. He's got something, but I can tell you this much, there's no room for a spare. So if you don't have a spare, there's no room for one, unless he wants to bungee cord it to the roof. But if I were here, I'd get road service, and, and the problem's done. That's I, what I told him. Yeah, I said, you better, I hope you have a road service plan, you know? Yeah, I and, and the other thing, too, is I, I, I always try to talk people, if it does, I doubt your Santa Fe has run flats, but if it does, I always try to talk people out of run flats. Uh, it, this, they're just a bad, bad deal. And they, um, and they yeah. cost us so much money. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting because, you know, people say a run flat might be 300 so you call it 1200 bucks for a set, whereas I can get you a really good tire that's going to last twice as long, ride twice as good for half the money. Well, what am I going to do if I get a flat? Well, you're going to take that 600 that I just saved you, and you're going to pay a tow truck to do it. So they, they never think about, oh, that makes sense. Okay, so take that 600 and put it in a savings account. And let me tell you something about run flats. I had the opportunity uh, on behalf of NASCAR to, to drive a car around uh, P, the old PIR, and it, it, had run, it had run flats on it. And I want to tell you something. We we worked that car to death, and we were able to take those run flats and and run them flat. And so, wow. even though, in spite of the fact that they say run flat, the, the directions say forty five, fifty five miles an hour to the closest place of repair. Um, I, I, Eddie, I'm not going to get you. Here's what I'm going to offer you, Eddie. I want you to send me an email, Mark at MarkSalem dot com, Mark at MarkSalem dot com. And I want you to give me your phone number, and I'm going to call you back with a blocked from my blocked cell phone, and I'm going to answer your question because I left you hanging, and I'm sorry about that. So, Eddie, send me an email, Mark with a K, Mark at MarkSalem.com, and I will call you. And if you get a if you get a call from a blocked line, it's going to be me, and I'll call you back if. Uh, if you don't answer. So anybody else, you can send me an email, mark at marksalem.com, but I'm going to give Eddie first choice, and I'm going to call him first. I, I'm, I'm feeling a little bad about, about what I said about Randy and his truck, so I, I do apologize. I, I was just being a you know, testosterone-filled guy by oh, saying by, about, about the injectors. About after I appreciate you, all that kind of stuff. That's just that's my life. I just I like to bust, bust people if you get my drift. Well, and I, let me... T- if let you me, were my customer, I'd be doing the same thing to you, so... But you and I have the same issue. You have a 6.7, I have a 6.7, mm. and we're always trying to beat one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we do this for a living. Yeah. So you try something and you don't tell me, and all of a sudden you can out-pull me from pacing with a bunch of horses, and the next thing I do is look at the work orders and I go, oh, well, you installed this, and so yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is is that we talk about that a lot, but it's just competitive 
testosterone. Yeah, that's all fun. it is. Just fun. 602. Oh, no, we're, not, we're done with the show. Next Saturday, we'll be here from 10 to noon, and you're welcome to join us. Under the Hood with Mark Salem here on 960.